Good evening, everyone, and welcome to CrossFit Fury here in Goodyear, Arizona. We've made it through 18-1, 18-2, 18-3. Are we now ready for the excellent adventure that Dave Castro just laid out for us in 18-4? 18.4 is underway, starting off with 21 deadlifts. They are the first people in the world that get to handle this 18.4 in front of the world. Just over two minutes gone by, nine minute cap. We're seeing Ryan there. He's back to the wall now for a round of 15 handstand push ups. Now Ryan Roberts again, 48 years old. He's been a physical therapist for 16 years, and he's a seven year member of CrossFit Fury. And then a stellar performance there from Ryan Roberts. Just absolute phenomenal output from these two athletes here representing CrossFit Fury and showing the CrossFit world just what type of an effort they can put forth. You're listening to the Forging Fury Podcast, a show dedicated to bettering lives through fitness, nutrition, and inspiring stories from athletes of every stripe. This episode is brought to you by Sevi. That's right, I said Sevi, as in Severiano Torres III. Did you know that he's also a good neighbor, State Farm agent? It's true. If you need someone to help you understand your current coverage, or if you're just looking for more personalized service in a new provider, good news, Sevi speaks fluent insurance. You can visit st3agent.com or send him a text at 623-203-3783. Sevi, he's here to help life go right. What's up, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, along with my friend, Michael Gray. This is the Forging Fury Podcast, and today we have our friend Ryan Roberts here with us today. What's going on, Ryan? Not much. Just hanging out with you guys. Yeah, tell me tell me what's going on. What's good? What'd you do today? Today I came and uh, watched you guys do the Fury Field Games or whatever. Yeah, how'd that, what'd you think? That was good. It was good watching guys uh, <laughs> run. Well, how was the beer mile? Like, what'd you think of the beer mile? What was your assessment of that? Um... I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to volunteer me for that, and I was like, there's no way I'm you doing this. You didn't do it either. No, I'd be drunk, dude. I'd be four beers, I'd be drunk. Not if you throw it up. No, I would. There was already people throwing up. Right. Yeah. I I'd have been doing that. it with like a, whatever, flavored water. Yeah, that was with the kids. I should have done the kids when they were doing LaCroix. Yeah. I love that uh, <laughs> That idea of like, hey, kids, let's let's, <laughs> let's play a drinking yeah, yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe one day when you're old enough, we can do this with beer. <laughs> But the kids were like, the kids were worse than the adults. Like they were drinking this soda that was like in their belly and all of them were throwing it up. It was, it was really fun to See, watch. See, for me, you combine two of the things I hate the most, running and beer. Yeah. Like, there's not a beer that I like, so. Mm. You want to do a, the vodka mile? Yeah, or the red wine mile. That was Peter was talking about. Sit on the couch. That's what I wanted the to do. The couch mile, yeah. Uh, if you had to have chosen a beer to do the beer mile with, what would have been Ryan Roberts? Well, if I had to run, because normally <laughs> it would have been a, a like a dark, quarter or Oof. something but that would have been really been bad heavy, so yeah <laughs> guess i would have went with something really weak like bud light yeah M- michelob ultra i think would have been a viable option too but cool so ryan roberts is here with us today and he is a physical therapist here at a with a physical therapy company called sure. practice yeah practice that's the word see we're not professionals here you are correct us when we're <laughs> wrong he has his own business called azopt and they have been around the greater Goodyear area for a long time now. Tell us exactly about your business. Uh, we opened in 2007. 2007. Here in Goodyear. Nice. And uh, we now have a clinic in Buckeye and Glendale 
and then uh, pediatrics in Goodyear and Phoenix. Oh, wow. So you've been doing this for a while and you've obviously had some expansion. So tell, tell us like, okay, let's, let's take it way back. Let's talk about like athletic background. Like what, 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 what brought you to the idea of like wanting to help people with, with their injuries? Like how did I get into physical therapy or just, or, or anything like where did, where did, where did your sporting background start? Or like, where did you get into, into sport? Um, from since uh, a very young age, I was playing baseball and, uh, Pop Warner, um, Harupa football, oh, yeah. tackle football, and then, oh, yeah. um, all the way through high school. And then I played baseball after high school and, uh, more of a D1 type, uh, summer league. Until I was 21. All right. No big deal. What so, position did yeah, you play? Yeah. Tell us about baseball. Baseball? Yeah. Um, basically everything except for pitcher. Nice. Okay. Utility man. Yes. That's a good I, mo- good. I moved around to wherever they didn't have anybody and I just played that position. So That's that a I smart play. guy. Making yourself available. Or, once you go or lazy. <laughs> once you go D1, they're going to they're gonna give you a position, right? Or did you, were you well, still a I didn't actually play trades? D1. Oh. I actually just played in the summer leagues. Oh, mm. summer leagues with them Because I was I working. Okay. Okay. So what were you doing during that time as well? What else was I doing? What were you working? Uh, my parents owned a printing shop Hell up in yeah. Oregon, and so okay. uh, I ran the press. So that's where you're from, Oregon. I'm from whereabouts? Yeah, I was originally born in Southern California, and then I uh, basically grew up in Klamath uh, Falls, Oregon. Okay, where is that? Like uh, in the location of Oregon? It's uh, about 20 miles over the California border okay. in the Cascades. So okay. it's up in the mountains. I've we been get there. Snow. It's beautiful. Yes, I it's haven't been gateway, to Oregon yet. Gateway to the Crater Lake. Wow. See, I've never. I haven't gone that far north and oh. northwest. I, nice, I got to make my way. Up nice there. drive. Yeah. Oregon's beautiful. Cool. So tell us about your educational background. Like where'd you start? What, and then you chose to go with, with physical therapy. Tell us about that. Um, so uh, I guess we go all the way back, uh, coming out of high school, I was very lazy. I started out in accounting and, um, got a couple years into that, decided I didn't want to do that. My goal was to take over my parents' business uh, doing the printing shop. And then uh, they decided I wasn't, that wasn't going to make money. So they said no. So I started looking around. My brother was five years younger than I, he was a he played uh, baseball, football, and basketball and was constantly injured and I was constantly putting him back together. <laughs> so physical therapy seemed to be a good path. And so... Well, that accounting background probably paid off a little bit. It is now. It, yeah, exactly. It is yeah. now, for sure. And then I uh, just started looking at where I could go to PT school. And uh, so I, it took me a long time to get through undergrad and get all the prerequisites and everything like that. So I'm a little, I'm a little old for the game. Mm. So I was... So where'd you go to physical therapy school? I uh, went at the time it was uh, Finch University is now Rosalind Franklin and it's a Chicago medical school. Okay. Wow. So, okay. You graduate physical therapy school. What's your first step? So like, did you work for another practice? Did you like kind of get some experience and then go and open your own thing? Or was it like, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm doing my own thing from the get. I know I had a job in um, Illinois. That's where we were there at Chicago medical school. And uh, I was there for about three years. Then we moved out here and I started working for Concentra. I was traveling downtown every day. I couldn't get to the gym. Had to leave at 5, 5.30 in the morning to get there for a 7 o'clock patient. Sit in traffic coming home. Uh, newborns. I had a one-year-old at the time and, mm. and a newborn. <laughs> and then um, I just got tired of the drive. And so I kept complaining. And so my wife told me that uh, either find a new job or stop <laughs> complaining. <laughs> Dang, that ultimatum is serious. That's right. I like it though. Terry, Terry is your wife. Yes. Terry, what is she, uh, she comes at 8am, 6am, 7am, 8am, whatever. But 
Terry is an uh, awesome human as well. So she is. maybe we need to get Terry on here as well. Yes. She's found her own little niche within it, your, your practice. She so. is also a physical therapist. Yeah, so we yeah, met yeah. at PT school mm-hmm. and she is a pediatric specialist. Oh, so. wow. Okay. And I did not know that. Yeah. Nice. Do you know Terry? I, I know her. Okay. Yes. I didn't realize she was It's a family affair, man. It's like the Osmonds. They're already <laughs> raising their kids to be physical therapists. <laughs> At least one of them. Yeah, one of exactly. Them. Yeah. One of them is going to carry on the name. But yeah. so, okay, you get some experience, you move out here, you're, you, you're based on this dilemma from you, this ultimatum from your wife. How did you go about like creating your brand or like taking that step? Cause that's a huge step for people to to go out and do their own thing. Like what was the thought process and kind of what were the first steps that you, you decided? Um, it didn't, it doesn't seem scary. Um, it didn't to you? No. Uh, with Terry and I, uh, (laughs) we just, we do what we, what we feel. And, uh, we always had our education and a job to fall back on. We just keep moving forward as opportunities present themselves. And so we just took the step and learned a lot. And your first location was where? Right here in Goodyear. Cool. And that one was open. How long before you opened your second? seven years. Wow. Okay. So you did it really, really well for seven years before like, Hey, we need to expand. Yeah. So what'd you learn in those first seven years of having one practice to kind of allow yourself to grow? That's a tough question. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that these questions are going to be so, uh, I, I so didn't. In depth. <laughs> no, I would have prepared more for this one. Um, you started learning more about insurances and how they work in the billing. Um, we were able to grow by that time and have somebody that could do all the billing and the scheduling. And, um, I always just wanted to have multiple places so that it wasn't using one to try to support everything. And so uh, having multiple clinics that you don't have to drive numbers and slave over charges and productivity that you could have a place where people want to work, where it's not stressful, but we still make money. So it sounds like you put together a pretty good team or like you, you found people that were good at this this what you needed and you let them handle it. Yes. So yeah, that's smart. Great move. If I'm not good at it, I'm going to find somebody who's better at it. That's leadership. right? Yes, there. exactly. Great leader. Um, what, what do you look for in an employee or like a good, like, how did you know that this was the person that you wanted to fill the spot other than them being able to do the task, but anyone can really do a task. Like what are those, what are the things you look for on a, on a AZOBT, um, like team member? Well, it depends on where they are. Um, Starting off, it was Maria. Maria is my, my longest tenured. I started working with her uh-huh. at uh, Concentra. Oh, you took her with you? Yeah, I did. Nice. Um, after I opened, I went. There's a lot of veteran moves in this. Like, it, you're going to come with me. I'm going to come do this thing. I got a good partner with my wife. Like, this was, this was well calculated. It was good. And then um, from there, Terry was teaching at the PT school here. So I got some good ends on who good therapists were. And so I just look for people who are very easygoing, um, flexible. As yeah. far as like schedule, they don't get overwhelmed easy and they're able to make connections with people because making connections with people is what drives. Boom. Kind of the, the same, same, same game here in at CrossFit Fury when I coach It's like the most important part is that personal connection that you can make and kind of making people feel at home and feel comfortable. That's, that's huge for both games. Um, so, okay. Seven years, a good year. And then you, you went out to your next location, which is Buckeye. Buckeye. Okay. I haven't made it to that office yet. Cause it's way, I don't even know. I haven't really don't even hang out in Buckeye to be honest. I really just only smell the cows in there. So not anything wrong with Buckeye. I love cows, but I haven't made my way out there. Um, okay. So you opened that location and you had to build that team as well. Yeah. That was there like, is there someone, do you have a, like a head, head, like head contact or like point man that you know is in charge of these different locations? 
Yeah. Each clinic has a manager. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So you now you have like, you have people that you go to, like you front, your front man. Like, yes. like if you want something to know from Buckeye, you go to this guy. Yes. And if you want something from Glendale, you go boom, Glendale guy. Yep. And then, so I'm just trying to put together that you've created this cool team of people. And now you're just like, you can direct things and you've created that from the ground up, which is pretty cool. Like, you're not trying to start a CrossFit gym, are you, Riley? No, no, not <laughs> at all. To figure out how to do this. Maybe, maybe one day, but not today. <laughs> I'm still taking notes. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still in the. Uh, if you've ever read The Alchemist, the China Shop, he's like working and like figuring things out and like see what works and doesn't. So nice. maybe one day, but not today. But so okay, Glendale was your last baby. How long ago was that? Uh, I think uh, we're. Kind of, we think we just had our third year. Nice. I'm not positive. It's two okay. or three years. Okay. So, and I've been to that location. Uh, shout out to JD out there. That's, yes. That's my boy. I like him. Yes. He, I found him very early. I think it was very important. When I first got here, I found like my go-to guy when something's bothering me. My, like, I just get really nagging issues. I got bad knees. I've I, only gone to Brooke. Brooke shout out to Brooke. Brooke. Yes. Good. Brooke, Who's more local than JD. <laughs> well, JD's in Glendale. That's closer to my house. Oh, okay. So it's about a 10 minute ride from my house. Then I'll come on all the way out here. But JD has been super cool and like giving me what I want and what I need. So I don't know what your experience with Brooke was. If it's bad, don't say it. No, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Brooke, Brooke works out with Ryan in the morning, right? She comes to the 5 a.m. Okay, 5 a.m. So an hour before, she gets it done before Ryan. She's working harder than her boss. I'm I'm sure she is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's cool. I mean, even creating a culture within your business that like your employees are working, working out or like they have this active lifestyle. I think that's pretty important. It is. Yeah. We we, we actually supplement um, gym memberships for everything. And Actually, I cover half of the cost for their, all the, anybody that does CrossFit. Nice. So I, is it just wow. CrossFit in particular? or It started out as only CrossFit. Mm. And now I've expanded it to just keeping them. If they want to yeah. work out, uh, you know, do, Anywhere a, do, else. do a yoga studio, yeah. then, then we'll cover We don't part plug of that. anybody that's not yeah. paying us here. Yeah. So we, we, don't, <laughs> we don't drop any names. But okay. So you have, you've, you've created this kind of like, I dare to say it. You've created your own brand. And you, at some point in, in time, you came across this gym and you met Peter and like, we want to get into that and kind of how you guys established that relationship. But how did you come about? how did you find CrossFit Fury and like, how'd you get into this whole thing? Uh, so back in uh, the, my <clears throat> like 2010-ish or something like that, um, our pediatric division was just growing and we had Josh McDonald, who was a coach here for a, a, a long time. But at that time, he was just getting into this new thing, CrossFit, and we were going to this other local gym down the street, and he would be doing weird workouts. And uh, <laughs> When you he, say weird, what do you mean? <clears throat> the kind that goes on memes, probably, right? <laughs> oh, you know, like uh, just doing all these air squats and pull-ups, and then he would bring in rings and go and hang them on the, on the basketball hoop and do muscle ups and then he'd be like do you want to you want to come and do this with me and i was like nope <laughs> not <laughs> a chance people want to shoot baskets dude so mm. um and then he uh he was eating paleo and he he started looking really good and he was doing really well and then uh technically i always say that it was it was in march at the time i was doing a lot of triathlons mm. and um i need to pick your brain by the way i got yeah. one coming up i, I know, think I I've, I've gotten a little bit yeah and um I was getting lazy with it and getting tired of it. I'd go to the gym and just kind of fake my way through it. And I was actually on a Sunday night and my wife said, uh, we're going to start CrossFit. 
So you're going to basics at 5 a.m. tomorrow and I'll go at six. <laughs> Hell and yeah. I was like, what? So she made you go first. She made me go first. <laughs> and you started basics. Terry is, oh yeah. If you saw Ryan now, you would not think you would ever start at basics. Yeah. He's, he looks like a big bag of hammers over here. Man. <laughs> Pretty swole. I was in, uh, I was in basics for quite a while. Yeah. Who was your coach when you were in basics? Um, so my, uh, my first coach was Marcus. Yeah. We just had Tracy in and that was who her first coach was too. Yeah, Marcus scared the living daylights I out of me Marcus, when I first, when I first yeah. pulled up and he stepped out of the car, I thought, <laughs> Oh my God, what did I just get into? Do you know him, Riley? No, I've, I've met him when he came for 18.4, but if Marcus, I want, I wish really, cause Marcus, I don't know him. No, we need to reach out to Marcus and be like, Hey dude, you need to listen to our podcast cause people really love you. Well, we're you we're dropping a, his name here. Yeah, you better yeah. listen. Marcus dude, like you've made a really good impression on a lot of people and we thank you so, yeah, for that. So definitely. Marcus, shout out to Marcus. Definitely. And then Kelly, of course. Kelly. So uh, Marcus and Kelly were, would alternate days. Mm. And so I would That's come like, in. And, you know, kind of both ends of the spectrum from what I understand from uh, Marcus <laughs> and Kelly. So, Well, what's the opposite end of the spectrum from Kelly? Oh, uh, cool, calm, collected. And, you know, oh, really? Oh, I mean, I love Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, we're going to have you on here soon. So you'll be able to, you know, fend for yourself. But right. we love Kelly, by the yes, way. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, so your first coach was Marcus and Kelly. What, do you remember your first CrossFit workout? No, no, you I, don't. I don't. Do you I just, remember just being like, what the heck is this? I do. Yeah. I remember I used to get home cause uh basics class is, uh, it was about 40 minutes mm -hmm. and again, 2011. So, you know, I have uh, what a five and a four year old or five and six year old at home. And, um, so we'd have to, we couldn't leave the kids. So I would run home and jump out of the car <laughs> and Terry would jump in and race back. And then I would go in and uh, I'd lay a towel down on the floor and just lay down and stare at the ceiling <laughs> for 20 awesome. minutes because I thought I was going to die. Yeah, yeah. And hope your kids weeks. didn't need you for anything. So right? the workout yeah, didn't, they were still sleeping. The workout oh, didn't stop when he was done. He had to race home and get oh, like get man. back to the get back to right. the house. That's awesome. There was no cool down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the cool down when you got home and it could stare at the just ceiling. Just roll the tiles. windows down while you drive. That's <laughs> your cool right. down. Yeah. Yes. All right. So you... You start with this CrossFit thing. And so like, where do you go from there? Like, did you, did you instantly enjoy it? Or like, were you still on the fence about it? Like being a physical therapist, like where were your thoughts initially? Uh, I was initially hooked. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was all in. Yeah. It, it was, it was awesome. Um, I, I think that, and people have asked me before or whatever. And I said that even you, you've figured out in basics that, um, I play a lot of golf and I think CrossFit's a lot like golf. Like you can't win. You, you, know, you, you, you could <laughs> always, you that. could always been a, a second faster. You could have always done one more rep. You know, when you're done, you're dur during the time you think maybe not, but it, you could have, you could have hit that ball in. a little bit closer to the, to yeah. the hole as well. Yeah. You could yeah. have not, you know, hit <laughs> that tree or Shanked whatever. That, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I like I, that analogy. It, uh, I don't play golf, but I can see how it would relate. So you, you instantly are hooked. You're, you're, you're locked in. Uh, tell me about how you're, well, tell me about your first interactions with Peter. Cause that's a question I keep asking all of our, all of our guests because you know, there's, they're good first experience. Um, so my first one, it was, uh, I, I immediately got involved in the paleo challenge mm. and, um, we were doing a shopping trip to Sprouts. Nice. And we're I, bringing that back by the way. All right. I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so I was, I showed up there and I didn't know anybody. I think I'd only been in CrossFit for like maybe four weeks when it started. And I had no idea who Peter was. <laughs> you and didn't even know? No. Oh, okay. And He uh, was a big deal at that time. Oh, yeah. He's still a big deal, by the way. Peter I was, I was very like... nervous when I heard he was coming. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was very okay. nervous. And that, <laughs> I, so I met him right there in the, in the store. Yeah. And then followed him around. He and was pretty intense from what I understand back in he, the day. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. It, it, it was a good shopping trip. It was a good day. And that was really it. Um, and then I'd see him around the gym. 
Um, and he coached me through muscle ups, mm. you know, and his, his coaching for muscle ups was grab the rings and pull yeah. get up. That yeah. was it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I was deadlifting with Peter today and this is maybe like 10 years later. He was just like, you know, just pull the bar from the floor. That's what he was telling me when we we're like deadlifting 200 kilos. He's like, you just, just pull it. Like just pull. Exactly. That, yeah. that coaching cue still works 12 years <laughs> later, 10 years later. So yeah. So you, uh, you meet Peter and you guys start to obviously become friends, establish a relationship and kind of tell us about how you kind of bridge that gap with your brand, your practice of AZOPT and CrossFit Fury and kind of how you guys kind of came together. Cause you have a really good relationship, I think. So at the time he was, uh, I think they were in Colorado for the regionals. And I guess that, you know, really like you, I think you'd said, or we had talked about before that physical therapy and CrossFit weren't really getting along, I would mm. say. And, um, so there wasn't very much medical help or th- uh, facilities for them at the regionals. And I think he hurt his shoulder and it really affected his performance and he didn't make the games that year, but the team did. And so. I immediately offered to travel to California to the games with the team. Not a bad vacation, and, if you ask me. And, no, not not too bad. <laughs> and and P, Peter didn't um, kind of compete, so he was always hanging out on the sidelines. So I kind of hung out there, and then from there, I started rehabbing him, working mm. on him. I started with his shoulders, and then we hit about every body part, and <laughs> continually just trying to keep him in the game, uh, doing you know, to do the regionals, to do the uh, OC throwdown that he'd get invited to. And I travel with him to that. And so through, I think. You so know, you're sp- like, a, you're like Mick, like Mick and Rocky. You're his cut man. Like yeah, in the I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cut me Mick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, I, I can yeah, see so, that. And so I uh, spending hours on my table <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and me uh, just stretching him out. Peter yeah. like in the corner, like. And, and Ryan I can't do it, Ron. I can't yeah, do it. Exactly. <laughs> get in there. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I didn't know that. Well, I think maybe you told me once that you'd went to the games of the regional. So you basically were in his corner and helping fix him. I guess that's yeah. the easiest way to win someone over is like, yeah, I fixed you. Like now let's, let's, let's see how this works. Yeah. So where to go from there? Like you, you got more involved in the gym. Yeah. So I just continued working out here at the, at the gym and doing, doing the classes and I would work, I would basically open up my practice to any of the competitors. And so at that time, uh, any of them that had inju- any injuries or aches and pains, they would come and see me and I would work on them, which actually helped when we would go to regionals or the games. I travel with the team for the next, I think four, four years, maybe going to regionals and games. And then, I, so I knew their bodies as far as like what was already nagging them. And so it made it a lot easier for me to work on them. But then over time, uh, physical therapy became more prominent in the games. Yeah. And so it became harder it's much harder now to go with your team because they don't really give you any facilities and they don't want you around because they have a sponsor. Well, they, so, well now the, the, a lot of the competitions, when we went up to Minnesota, they'll have a team there. Like they'll have a, like, I mean, massage therapist, physical therapist already there, but like you were in the door and you were in the game 10 years ago before that was really a thing. So I like what we're like, I thought the huge idea for this podcast was, is this, uh, putting on highlight of like, how ahead of the game AZOPT and Ryan were before like connecting CrossFit and, and physical therapy and making like making CrossFitters able to do what they want to do and not really bashing it or like anything talking down on them or at all. But sure. Yeah. Like this was 10 years ago and, and now it's a really big thing. I think it's a, uh, I think it's pretty cool idea. If you ask me now, it looks, now you look like a genius. So oh, yeah. who, yeah, whoever's <laughs> sponsoring the games now has Ryan Roberts to uh, thank yeah, exactly. for that. Well, I mean, it's just, it, 
what I think your tagline is getting people back to what they love. And like, I feel like if people love CrossFit, I mean, it can, I feel like you can get injured doing anything like injuries happen. Like it's not, it's not something that you can completely avoid all the time if you're pushing your limits. But if, if you were to tell me, if I go to a doctor and they're like, yeah, you're, you, you, you like to run or you like to lift weights. Like you can't do that anymore. Like that's, that's out. Like we can do that. Like I'm mad. I'm now mad. So like, tell us about how you, have you kind of connected the two and how you see them kind of coexisting in, in, in a realm now, like, well, probably 10 years ago and to now, like, how has that changed? I don't know if it's changed. Maybe on a global level, there's more PTs now that do CrossFit. And so they understand it. That was always our, our uh, pitch was that you would come to see us. We're not going to, the reason I always had my employees also in therapists doing CrossFit is so they know the workouts. Mm. Cause what I would hear is, you know, someone comes in, tells a physical therapist that they're doing a clean and jerk or a snatch. And they're like, well, I have no idea what that is, but you should probably stop because it's creating pain. Whereas we would just find ways to work around it and, to, you know, increase the stabilizers and, or whatever it is and increase the motion. So, and like you said, you can get injured doing anything. And so CrossFit is just a, another mm-hmm. way that you could get injured if you went beyond your capabilities. Yeah, if you, you do anything happen. wrong or too much, you're going to get injured. Like, let's not, let's not make, like make it seem like CrossFit is like this dangerous and crazy thing, but right. you can get injured crossing the street too, but it can also be get injured being fat and sitting on the couch. So that's a slow yeah, injury. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you slowly, <laughs> but yeah. So just, yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, as, as far as, you know, my, my experience too, I probably got really lucky that I got to come to Fury. Mm. Um, I think Peter's, uh, basics course and the basic class and how people get, uh, integrated into it is better than I've seen, than I've seen anywhere else. And definitely that was way ahead of its time. So when you come in, you're not just thrown in like, you know, go, go, uh, deadlift 150, 200 kilos to mm. see what you can do. And Hey, here's a barbell. Let's see you do this. It, being, being brought along and being able to get, you know, increase your range of motion and your strength and get all that base stuff down probably actually helped my, you know, understanding of it before. Yeah. I think it's still ahead of its time because there's not a lot of gyms that that do it that way. I mean, I try to sign my dad up. I think I've said this on another Mm show. Uh, He's overweight and an older guy. I try to sign him up for CrossFit and they're like six classes and then you're in CrossFit. I was like, what? Like, come on. But I get it. This, this facility is huge. It's got a lot of space and that helps. And Mm. if, if I didn't have basics to start with, if they would have thrown me in the deep end, I don't know if I could have done the swimming I needed yeah. to do. So I, I've loved basics. We've definitely talked about this guy. on a couple other episodes, but I mean, establishing that solid foundational strength for all of these cool crossfit movements that we love that are super, that look great on Instagram. Like, um, these are like, we need that. So that basics class kind of acts as that kind of foundational strength, like getting people strong enough, they can do pull up, getting people strong enough that they can like, backswipe their their body weight or like stabilizing muscles in your shoulder, your midline stability, like all of that foundation needs to be built before we can do a muscle up, legless rope climb, toes to bar. Like, and I feel like that's a, like, it, it's almost ironic that a, a physical therapist is saying like, did that help that, like that helped me like yeah. doing that helped me not injure myself. It's right. kind of like full circle. Yeah. With it's the like if you're going to start running, you don't say I'm going to start with a marathon. Yeah, you got yeah. to start running around the track once and stuff mm. like that. That's why we need Kelly on Kelly. Get in here. Talk about basics. <laughs> We're going to harass her until she comes in here. I'm addicted to basics. I think it's the coolest thing. And I, 
I keep wanting to talk about it, but mm. it's always off topic. So I was I was in basics until they kicked me out. Like <laughs> I, they kept saying you you can go, and I was like, no, I want to stay. I'm great right here. Well, you I, feel yeah. like there was more to learn, or like you just were kind of just cool with doing that. I was just cool with doing it. It fit with my time schedule. Um, well, then, and, and at one time like the classes percent. were like our catacornered, so like alternating oh, goes okay. right. So they went wasn't uh, like at the same time. So one hour would be basics, the next hour would be crossfit. So you go from basics to who you are now. And do you have an official nickname here in this gym? Because I'd like to submit one if you don't have <laughs> uh, one. Not, not, not that I know of. Bag of Hammers, Robert. So that's bag, bag of Hammers is good. But I, I always call you Motor because yeah. you just, you start and you're going. And then round two, you're still going. Round yeah. two, you never seem to slow down. If anything, you probably get a little bit faster. And that's the opposite of me. Like I come out a little hot and then... You're just always, your motor is always real. Sometimes so. I look at the workout and I look at, I always go up there to look at Ryan Roberts scores. Like his scores are up there and, and they usually hold up. But the first couple of weeks I was here at Fury, like I'd work out with Ryan. He was 8 a.m. at that time. He shifted to the 6 a.m. earlier. And like, if it matters, the first couple of weeks I was here, it's like, it matters what these workouts are. Cause I'm about to get my ass kicked by this guy. <laughs> yes. Like it was, it was Ryan. It was Christian Vega. Like these people I really didn't know, but like ended up becoming really good friends with. But I was like, these dudes are, if I don't bring my best, they're going to whoop my ass. Like, well, you can imagine and my joy of actually working out <laughs> the same hour he does now, well, but it, I love it. Yeah. It definitely matters. The want to be like him. If it has anything to do with just putting your head down and working hard, you better bring your lunch because Ryan Roberts is going to, they're going to take it to you. Do you mean motor? Yeah. Wow. That's weird that you would call him that. Well, that's what I mean. It's, <laughs> so, it's a good, it's an app nickname. I hope it sticks. So recently you have uh, qualified for the Rockwell championships is what we're calling it, right? Uh, yes. It changed names. But yeah, we, changed we names. Go into that. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. It was cool to well, see good. you won the qualifier. If, if we're not I, wrong. I, I believe so. Yeah. No, oh, first deal. place. Yeah. First place. Nice. I believe so. Yeah. I knew you were up there. I, didn't I don't know think he would have said that if we didn't bring it up, but yeah, he did <laughs> win the qualifier for your age group, which is 45 to 49. Nice. And you are 45 uh, to 49. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Well, that's not weird. Uh, about a month and a half short of 49. Okay, perfect. All right. So you, so tell us about that qualifier and how, how the, what workout was your favorite? What workout was your least favorite? Cause I watched you go through a couple of those and usually you and I like, will bounce ideas off of each other. And you'll kind of like ask like, well, I'll be like, well, I'd do this. And you're like, well, I'm going to do this. And sometimes <laughs> they were the same and sometimes they were different, but Obviously, you made the right choices. So, tell us about that qualifier. Um, probably the uh, the worst workout was the uh, wall balls with the uh, to the eleven foot target and <laughs> chest bar pull ups. Oh, and doing that the day after we did the uh, I think it was the five ten fifteen body weight clean and jerks. Oh, yeah, that'll do not, it. Not 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 real smart. <laughs> what did you know, or it just happened to fall that way? Um, it, I think <laughs> that it came out that night, and so yeah, it just it's worked out late. that way. Yeah, I, I probably should have done something different mm, but you did it anyway it seems like yeah. you did pretty well so the work it was a, what was it a ladder or like tell us the rep scheme in the time demand and that one was uh 12 wall balls 10 no, six uh chest bar pull-ups 12 rounds with a 12 minute cap 10 and 6 for 12 vow that sounds really similar to the first open workout it does yeah. and, and it sucked just as bad yeah so okay you ended up well, what was the, you said your least favorite, what was your favorite one? What, which one like, did you just smash? Cause I remember you, you, I mean, there was one with the back squat that you did really well and that you beat someone by like a half kilo. I did. And, which then, is and, and then, smart. and then a few other people came along though and oh, okay. actually <laughs> lifted a lot. So, uh, if, if I go with motor, the one thing I don't have is, uh, strength. Oh, okay. like it's, it's pretty much my, all my maxes have been pretty much the same for the past like three years. It's well, my, my, my age is tough to do. It's tough to gain, but, uh, probably my, favorite well the one i did the best on would have been the uh 
dumbbell snatch and box step over with mm-hmm. a row. And then the one I liked the best was the one that I finished that had ring muscle ups in it. Mm-hmm. I remember watching you with that dumbbell snatch step over row one and you were, you finished the first part in an alarming rate and you were on the, the rower for almost 10 minutes. I'm yes. like, what workout are you doing? Are you doing like, what are you on here for 20 minutes? It's a 20 minute row. And he's like, no, dude, this is a workout for the qualifier. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure you're doing good if you're on the rower for that long. Yes. It was shocking. Well, one thing about Ryan Roberts is that you always know he's at the gym because there's a pool of sweat that follows him. Like if he's ever lost, you just like, it's like a... It's his motor oil. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like there's always Always a trail of of tears of some sort, but his body seems to be crying. There's also a little click in his ankle if he's running behind you. on that team too. When we run together... I've got one too. We've got Weird. like a symphony of clicks. So I feel like we should like make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not keeping up with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So this qualifier is when, do you know the dates? August? The, uh, the actual main event is, um, May 31, June 1. Okay. So during up the summer, it'll be nice in Utah. Yeah. Are you going to go up early and get some, uh, altitude adjustment? Like no. just get used Motor to it. Motor need no damn altitude adjustment. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 go, I go with the fact I grew up in the mountains in Oregon and so I'm, I'm okay. probably ready. <laughs> You're going to love it up there that time of year. I love Utah that time of year. That's, that's where I grew up. So. I will okay. only visit those like Colorado, Utah during those three months of summer that they have. I'm not going out there to be cold. Nope. No, no, no not ever. So if you need a cheering section, let me know. I'll come up. I'd love to go to Utah. Visit my family. Yeah. Cheer you Are on. Are you from Salt Lake? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's your town. I love it up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll take well, it. My All question right. is who comes and works on you during your competitions? Um, I don't have anybody. Okay. Well, Dan, looks like you got a team. Me and oh, Michael. There we go. That's right. There we we'll, go. Be, well, we'll get maybe some people <laughs> that actually know what the hell they're talking about, but we can be your cheering section. That's I need that. Yeah. You know, you got the championship coming up, but you also are the Fury representative for 18.4 last year. Yes. Tell us which about is that. kind of where I first started to get to know you a little bit. I, I'd worked out with you a few times, but you know, when I saw you do that, I'm like, this guy is insane. And he went full ham sandwich on that it one was too. Awesome. It was fun to watch. He went, he went, got after it. Talk about that experience. Since we're just getting off the games right now, I'm sure it was, or the, the open, I'm sure it's something you've. Uh, it, it was, it was awesome. It was incredible. Uh, it was great to have it here. And then uh, having Peter ask me to do it. Um, I'll give my shout out to Mike Johnson because mm. he was, uh, he was the one that had, he was a guy ahead of me. So he got asked first, but he had to travel for his daughter's volleyball. Oh, dang. And, so, and now, and now he keeps kicking himself for it, which would have been a great workout for Mike Johnson because he can deadlift a metric shit yeah. ton. Yeah. It would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but, but hey, better be. I just always tell him thanks. Sometimes be lucky than good. Like <laughs> That's sometimes. Right. Yeah. So this place was, well, this, it was cool because this was one of the last live open announcements, yeah. like a real produced one. So this place looked like a movie set. I mean, you can go back. We can, it was electric. The, here, yeah. Man. We can put some videos and some pictures of this, but. I mean, and Jen, uh, Jen Lord and Ryan Roberts went out there and they, the place was going nuts. I mean, this place was loud, like at a, like a audible level that I've never heard. It was louder for our two people doing that workout than it was for Scott Panchik and, uh, was it Carl Van Carl? BKG. Yeah. BKG. Yeah. yeah. Our people were like going nuts. And then when the professionals went, they were like, ah, it's cool. I guess Uh, whatever. Cool. And you got to meet those guys, right? Oh yeah. I walked, you think uh, of them? Scott Panjack was uh, a class act, great guy. Um, it was fun. We were hanging out in the rowers and we were actually, you know, comparing what we'd eaten before <laughs> and, it, and it was very similar. We oh, both yeah? had had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a banana. <laughs> and, nice, and so, uh, yeah, it, it was good to bounce ideas. And, you know, I, I would ask him, Hey, we're going out there. What, you know, what should I bring? And he would tell me, you know, bring these and bring that and get to be ready for everything. And, 
as you say, it's loud. So when we walked through the back doors and came in, Scott turned and said, this may be the loudest arena he's ever walked in. Nice. Oh, that's wow. a cool, that's testament yeah. to the Fury family. I was like, family. okay. And you know, it was, it was super loud. This is, the, that. that was the Fury family just coming in strong. I think I was I, screaming. I mean, I, I had just showed up to CrossFit Fury, like maybe a month before they figured out they were having that it was like before the open. And I felt like, you know, I was a good luck charm to make that happen, but maybe not. Probably. But <laughs> maybe if you ask Peter, maybe it's the 10 years of a great gym, but I felt like I showed up and then they got that announcement. And then, it was like me being a new person and coming in and watching this happen and unfold. And I hadn't, I didn't met everyone and I didn't know everyone yet. And, and watching this gym come together and like this whole thing and like Jen and Ryan and like community, this is a place that I want to be. Like this place is a diamond. Like it is the place that I want to be better than any other CrossFit gym I've ever been. Yeah. It was, it was an electric thing, man. And I found a, a little corner, like I stood on top of a box and just watched like, I was like, this isn't about me. This is like, like an opportunity for our members to like soak this in. And like, they have this experience. And I was just like, just taken back at how awesome it was. It was awesome. It, I, I love it. RIP to the old open announcements. Man. I know. At least we, we, I mean, the second to last one, like we were the second to last one. That's something that they, like, we got this banner up in the right hand corner of the gym. Like they can't take that away from yeah, us. Yeah, we'll always be the official home of 18.4, Exactly. Man. That's cool. I mean, and from what I understand, I can divulge some of this information. It was like, a week before the open, maybe two weeks before the open that Dave Castro and Peter talked and Dave was like, Hey, do you guys want to host an open event? And Peter was like, look at this email from Dave Castro. Like, <laughs> he's like, Oh my God. So, and then Peter went on this like frantic thing of like telling them all the dimensions and like everything that, that like needed to happen and everything that they needed to bring and stuff like that. It was, Peter was like, like he was like freaking out. Like Peter gets like one direction sure. and he was like, he was on a rampage to figure out this out because he wanted it for the gym and he wanted it for our community. And it, it was, it happened so fast. It was really cool. It's so much easier now. Cause now they just say, where can we put the tripod? Exactly. Where can we put the, uh, <laughs> there's no production. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we talked about that. Yeah. We put out, our it's not about the, right. it's not about the production. We get it. But, but it was cool that we got it. And it was, it was a cool thing to see and be a part of and meet Dave Castro. And I will put it out there. Let it be Dave Castro and knockout and in horse again out into the industry. Oh, yes. So last year I got my open registration paid for by Dave Castro. I remember that. We played horse right around the corner, the basketball goal. Dave Castro comes to me and he said, he's shooting around. I'm like, well, do you want to play horse? And he's like, yeah, I'll play horse. And I was like, Dave, I only play for money. And he's like, okay, I'll pay you for 20 bucks. I said, right on. This is going to be the easiest money ever made. And you knocked him out. And well, no, we played horse and I beat him. Oh, yes. Yeah, horse. And I just, he was so upset. Like when he lost, Right. He's and, been, he's been basically in hiding for the last year. You might've been the one to do that. Yeah, well, Cause where I, is Dave Castro right well, now? I put it on my resume that I beat Dave Castro in, <laughs> in horse. So people know about that. And I try to remind people at all times. Um, and then we played knockout and I beat him again. He was, he didn't like me by the time that he ended the year. So, oh, man. yeah. So, right. Oh, Hey Ryan, how you doing? Yeah, so, Sorry, Dave Castro. <laughs> no, was good. That, that was whole good. 18.4 <laughs> was just a blast. I loved it. But I yeah. mean, seeing you do that too. And whenever they said it was handstand pushups, I, I'd worked out with you enough to know if that's Couldn't awesome have been a better for guy. you. Yeah, that's perfect. Been a better gun. But I, I saw you when you picked up that second, uh, the second set of weights for the yeah. deadlifts and you, your face, when you first picked that thing up, you're like, what did I just yeah, do? Yeah. It looked yeah. like it was so you 515 pounds. You killed it. Yeah. I think you, was, yeah, you definitely beat me in that workout. Yeah. Yeah, you no. definitely did. It must have been uh, from the handstand push-ups then. Well, I mean, and then this year you kicked my ass again in the strict handstand push-up. So like, yeah, the strict handstand push-ups and handstand push-ups. That's my one jam. thing. That's, what, that's what I do. That's, that's it. Well, I mean, if I was looking over here at the leaderboard on, uh, on our wall on the kind of over here to the right and 
he's definitely, he held down the third spot on the strict handstand push-up workout for the open, holding it down for the, you know, the 6 a.m. class. And you got to know it's good when Peter wants to be the one to judge you because if, if he's watching you, you know that he believes in you. So Yeah, he definitely kicked me off of the litter board for that week though. So that's why I know he's there. Nice. Yeah. So we always like to end this with like a parting word or like a bit of advice. What would you tell, and I asked Tra- Tracy earlier when we interviewed her, it's like, what piece of advice would you give to someone that's an entrepreneur type spirit? Like they want to do their own thing. They want to do what you've done and kind of create their own brand and kind of do their own thing. Like what was the best piece of advice that you got or what would be the best advice you would give someone? I, I guess it's it, it with a lot of, a lot of the stuff that's out there now too, but uh, not being afraid of failure. But I don't think that you read a lot about how failure um, creates or makes you better because you know, every time you fail, you learn how to do it. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I didn't do that. Right? <laughs> I, I didn't open a practice and it fail and I keep trying again until I finally get it right. But I think you have to go into it with a, with an open mind that it could fail and you're okay with it. Kind of having a contingency plan maybe, but you can't be afraid to fail. You have to always look, how can you grow? How can you get better and, and hopefully not fail? And, you know, I guess if you did and certain parts fail and you know, when to call it good and when, to, when to say, uh, you're on the right track. Well, you but, learn that within time of like failing I mean, like knowing when to call it quits and knowing when to like cut your losses and move on or trying to change the direction or something like that. Yeah. And I would say probably surrounding yourself with, again, if, if you're not good at something like marketing, um, back, back when we first opened up, uh, had a totally different structure. And partners had said that, you know, nobody could market the business like the owner. So the owners need to do the marketing. And I disagreed. And we eventually split off. And once we split, I hired a marketing manager. And that's when we really started rocketing, I think. So a lot of it was is that I didn't like marketing. I don't really enjoy going out and, and making the plans. And so I have somebody that does. Neither the, crea- really the creator of Nike, Phil Knight, didn't like marketing either. Yeah. But, so know, <laughs> Nike's doing pretty damn good now. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So finding the right person for the right job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To, to fill in your, your weaknesses. Yeah. So find your weaknesses and find someone that can support it and do what is it you don't and make them part of your team and then being open to that team. Yeah. And not having to be the one to do everything. Like if you're the, if you're the kind of leader that has to have his hand in everything, you're only going to go as far as your, your bandwidth is going to let you go. So. Yeah. So what's, uh, um, I can't remember his name, Jocko. Okay. Right? I'm reading yeah. his book right now as well. Extreme uh, ownership. Uh, yeah, his next one, the Ooh. dichotomy of leadership. Ooh, and how's so that? it's going good, yeah. but it's all about, you know, having a, a leader and then having your, um, I can't remember the words now that are coming to me, but where every other person can also lead mm. in, in their aspects so yeah. that if the leader's not directly there, some, you know, take ownership and do it, but also give ownership. Well, Ryan, it's been awesome having you on the Forging Fury podcast. We thank you. Uh, we're going to take notes from your leadership. And you're obviously amazing uh, athletic achievements. We'll be, right. we're, hopefully we, right. Hopefully we can make it out to Salt Lake and kind of see some of that action. You Michael, heard him. He said we could go. So yeah. Michael, yeah. would you have anything you want to drop at the end here? No, man. I just love working out with you. I like to uh, watch you run away from me. And uh, I, I just see your, your hard work all the time and it's inspiring to me. And I, I'm grateful that I get to work out with you each day and slowly I'll catch up to you. Hopefully, because yeah, you you're going to get older, and <laughs> hopefully you're so. not getting younger. Dang, though. I'm getting older too. <laughs> well, but, you're, but you're still new at this. I'm still you're new still at this. I have to remember in, that. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's hard for me to. to I'm, remember I'm that. at eight years, so it's I'm, I'm right it's behind just luck. Him. It's yes. just luck. Yeah, and, and time, and time. One so give us like a like a one like maybe twenty second pitch for AZOPT. Like 
And what do you want, want people to take away from AZOBT from this episode? Our, our, uh, our motto is um, that we don't use text. Um, it's the AZOPT difference. We don't use any text aids or assistance. So when you come see us, it's always physical therapists. And hopefully they're all involved in some form of fitness and able to help you get back and stay in the game and do the things that you want to do so that you can continue to live a healthy life. So. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. So here's what we need you to do, guys. We need to go down, give us a review, give us five stars. We're trying to reach more people here. We're trying to get to your friend's grandma, your grandma's friends, and then also your mom. So we need more people to hear this episode. You change that up, dude. Every time. I dude. love it. I like it that it's different. Does your, does your grandma listen, Ryan? <laughs> no. You need to, you need to tell your, your grandma. <laughs> 